Hi, and welcome to an episode of Rants, uh, part of the Ton Hospice Supplement. Delighted to have with me Chrisandro, who Hello. I think was there at the Bournemouth game. But why is he there? Look, carry on. Will he, but will he be there for Burnley? Who knows? I know I will, hopefully. So yeah, um, so yeah, three out of three. So three did Levy's um, firing and hiring work dividends? Is that rhetorical or is that a straight back question? A simple question. I am a simple man. I'm not going to even touch that one with the barge pole. But uh, yeah, hello everybody. And um, yeah, it's good to be on here again. Um, you might have seen the uh, live um, uh, uh, YouTube um a show of the FA Cup draw, which I know my good man has not seen, so I'll surprise him with that one later. But um, yeah, answering to the question as posed, um, it will be. I think it's done. Yeah, it's uh, done as well as you expect him to do. Um, pretty much g'd everyone up, and um, he's kind of uh, got the confidence flowing back again, and that's what we kind of wanted, really. I mean, everyone was kind of down in the dumps for so long, and. Um, yeah, he's just done what he needed to do. Just literally get everybody feeling good about putting on that white shirt again and um, getting everyone playing for the team. And also, importantly, getting everyone playing in their right full positions. Although I'm still, the, the jury's still out on why he's preferring to circle on the, on the right. But so far, that seems to be working out okay for us. And um, yeah, everyone seems to be taking to their uh, normal roles, as I should, I should say. And actually doing quite well in it, you know. And uh, no, no one more so than Dele Alli at the moment. I mean, uh, oh, those, that goal was sublime against against Bournemouth, and um, also, well, both goals were especially. And oh, and Toby Adeverald, actually, you know, I can't fault him. And defending very well, and also the two long passes that um, found Son, who who um, set up um, Dele, and then uh, the other one that uh, set up. Dele for for the uh, for his little running shot that was amazing, and then what can I say? Sissoko, absolute monster of a man, and uh, catches a, a fantastic performance with a great goal. I mean, oh, and he, he, he the typo as well, Musa Sissoko, <laughs> and I'm like yeah, thinking, Sissoko, the amount yeah. of times I've typed something wrong. But you'd have thought though, it's kind of like <laughs> whoever runs that thing would have had something to say. Like, do you know what? Do you not get this wrong? You only had one job. But the amount of times I get oh, oh nine and you because it, you know, they are literally so close together. It's so easy to type the wrong thing. Well, so, okay, well I'll, I'll give him the, the benefit of the doubt if they didn't already have Mrs. Sissoko's name on the main screen as the mistyped words were going around the stadium. If, if you know, do you notice that that on the main on the four main screen his name is spelt right, but on the ticker tape around the stadium it's spelt wrong. The ticker so, tape is probably they probably don't have like pre like I don't know which one call it like predictive text or whatever. Do you know what I mean, so they, they probably had to type this in and probably just typed it wrong. And uh, yeah, but I was actually it's interesting you mentioned type out of because I don't know if he's something you know, I don't know if I if if, if you know it's something I like I said I only spotted it once but. When we are playing out from the back, when we play mm. a back three, we mm. seem to adopt a diamond 
with Eric Dyer at the tip of that diamond. Mm. And it looks as if, let's say, Tongi on Dombele goes a bit more forward. And it was almost as if to give Toby Alderweireld time to play those kind of passes he likes to play. Especially when you're trying to break an aggressive press. And it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of like he's our Edison, except that he's not, he's not a goalkeeper, you know? <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. But in a weird way, I though, I was going to say that although Dyer was at the top of that, dime, or top of that diamond, mm. do you think about instead of playing a diamond, we had more like a pentagon? Bear with me on this. Um, and instead of having, awesome. instead of having, um, what should I call it? Uh, Dyer at the tip of that diamond, Dyer or Tonga and Dombele, or Tongi and Winks. The Celso mm-hmm. and Tongi, because I don't know how good they are back to goal. That's the one thing I don't know. I know they're very good dribblers. I don't know mm-hmm. how good they are getting the ball back to goal, like to feet and then turning someone. Do you know well, the way and Moose, you know that drop of the shoulder that Moose used to do? He would literally get the ball back to goal mm-hmm. and then literally shield it. The guy was just strong as an ox. You couldn't get mm-hmm. the ball off. And then he'd literally just drop his shoulder and then bam, that was it. That was the press beating. I don't know. If either Tongi or Lacelso can do that, receive the ball back to goal, I don't know. Um, I think that would be more Sissoko's job, wouldn't it? I mean, he's um, pretty better at doing that than uh, either Tongi or Giovanni would be. Um, but because uh, I've yeah. always thought, I've always thought Moose well, was a well, great well, in terms yeah. of running like a, like, a, like a powerful running back, powerful and running, you know, just literally like a bulldozer, literally just powering down someone. And that's yeah, why he's, and, uh, he's, I wouldn't he's so imagine that you have to tackle mm-hmm. him, but he, he doesn't seem to be that kind of person. That I know, I know he did the Cruyff turn for mm-hmm. the Sanchez disallowed goal, but mm-hmm. I've never thought of him as having those kind of that drop the shoulder kind of like back to goal and you know, get this, you know, spin a play or something, you know, you know, you know like back into someone. And mm-hmm. spin. I've never seen him do that. I don't, I don't think he's played that further forward, I guess, really. I can I, I, I think of something he could do that. I think yeah, he's more of a front, a front to goal kind of player than a back to goal kind mm-hmm. of style player. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But uh, I don't, I don't imagine that uh, Tongi or um, Giovanni would have this, like the strength to kind of uh, do that. If you know what I mean? Um, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, because I think it's not just a question of having the skill to do that. You mm-hmm. physically have to be able to. I mean, I. Dembele yeah. was an absolute. Mo- but apparently, he was, he was literally was like one of the strongest. Pound for pound. I mean, Sissoko is, mm. is as strong as hell. I mean, that's, they remember Harry Kane did an interview. They, they were doing an interview and they were asking like Sissoko questions. And they said, mm. and actually Harry said, like, how the hell are you so strong? And because mm. he said, like, because Moose said, I don't know. I don't lift weights. It's just natural, I guess. Yeah. There are some guys who are just freakishly strong. They don't mm. lift, like, they just have incredible freakishly, sh- you know, they're just freakishly very, very strong. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm just, I'm just curious. You know, but did, did, I don't know. Did you notice that diamond when we, when we had the back three? Did you notice that? I didn't understand a single thing that we were trying because when, when the first when when the um, um the lineup first came out and I saw Tongi and I saw um, Diana, I saw Circle playing at the same time. I kind of half speculated that it'll be something of a Three four three almost, or three four one two, or maybe we'll go to a especially with um, the three central defenders plus Aurier. I, was, I kind of thought 
is he playing the Tottenham left back or is he is it going going with a three? So I couldn't quite make it out because it just kept fluctuating during the game. So I wasn't quite sure what the set position was meant to be. But um, and then Sonny came back during the game. Sonny came back and it was like filling in that left back almost in, uh, at times when we were defending. So I just threw everything up in the air. I wasn't quite sure what we were trying to do. So um, it it was actually kind of um, an interesting interesting game in trying to try to work out our tactics really. Whether it was supposed to be like a a four. A four, and then I'll just drop back to a five or, or what? I wasn't quite I'm sure. Like, 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 it was almost like an inverse Christmas tree at some points because mm, you had like yeah. at, the, at the tip, of, well, uh, right at the at the base of the valley, if you want to call it that. Then you mm. had like the um, Sanchez and Yamatong on either side, mm. and I think this is this is kind of like works well for for Jefferson Sanchez because he did used to be a midfielder, but he's not like a player that we saw that right back experiment that didn't work very well yeah. Clearly. Yeah. Um, but it does look as if it can and it kind of draws you in because naturally the shape that we have we have almost like a very wide v pattern so if you're mm. going to attack you're going to want to concentrate and get that down and so mm. it gives you a natural that you can hit on a 45 hit on 45 mm. and it's very difficult for players who you know generally if you're pressing you press forward mm. very difficult yeah. to suddenly change direction and hit on 45 and Within two mm. passes, you can basically be on the wing, kind of mm. thing. Or, yeah. or, or, or if you've got two players with the ability of, say, I think this is more of a Yan thing than, say, um, I don't think that Sanchez can play those long passes. But, mm. but, if, but I think Juan Foyth could, actually. I think Juan Foyth could play that kind of long, pa- that long pass. I think so. I mean, he's, he's, he's meant to be in the midfield. Apparently, he's got a pretty good passing range. So mm-hmm. see, you can definitely see the way I see it is as if I, we, we, we all know that Pochin had great coaching ability. Exactly, mm. he was always found wanting a little bit, whether mm. it was in-game management, substitutions and that kind of stuff. Plan B, that sort of thing, yeah. Plan B. But one thing you've noticed is that he's he is playing. People forget that Bob... I remember there was there was a quote and it was a very it was it was a book I had a book of quotes years ago sporting quotes and mm. it had Robson in this and he talks about long balls and short balls I think football's about long balls and short balls kind of thing yeah mm. it was yeah. a very probably Bobby Robson thing but you, people we, we often forget that yes yeah Mourinho is a very good manager and he was um, yeah Porto and everything else but mm. we forget that he was someone that did serve under both Van Hal and Bobby Robson. He wasn't just Bobby yeah, Robson. Yeah. Well, I know I know Barcelona will always call him the interpreter, but he did, but he did become an he did play, he did become an assistant coach under Robson, and then Van mm. Hal. Maybe obviously maybe, maybe he didn't speak any Spanish, but he did mm. choose to keep him for a reason. Yeah, he must have thought this guy had something worth keeping on. Mm. True, very true. So he's got all that wealth of experience with him. He's worked on the two of the, the I'd say probably the best managers around. And uh, so obviously they're going to incorporate that into what he's doing now. That's highly rated managers. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's easy to tar say Van Hal with the Ajax, uh, with the Man United brush, but and yeah, yeah. and he, yeah, but this is a guy that did basically win the Dutch league with Alkmaar, and he yeah. did, and he did, and yes, he won. He obviously did well at Barcelona. He did. I think he won in the league. I can't remember. I don't think he was successful. He might have won the league once or twice. But he wasn't. As they say successful as say 
Pets Barcelona went on to become. Yeah. But, um, you know, yeah, he was someone that was quite innovative and he was he was very willing to play very outrageous tactics. If you remember what he did with um, Tim Krull, and I, th- I can't remember, mm. I don't think it was Ter Stegen, I think he's German, but the Dutch keeper, mm. I forget his name, but he basically said, look, I'm sub sub subbing him off. I think Tim Krull is better at saving penalties. Although yeah. this guy's a real better goalkeeper, he goes down mm-hmm. to penalties. I think this guy's just a little bit longer, a little bit better at taking penalties, I want to bring him on. Which mm. seemed like a foolhardy strategy, but it definitely worked. Yeah, <laughs> that's very true. Not so, afraid to make decisions, so you can see where Mourinho gets that from as well. Yeah, he's not afraid to try these things. And I definitely think that, I think what Pochino was trying to do, like playing Sonny's a wingback isn't anything new. He, he did mm. that cup for semi final against. Um, Chelsea yeah, just remind me. didn't have the tactical nails to make it work. You know? Yeah. And I think the one thing that Mourinho is hopefully able to do that, you know, that, you know, obviously I'm not going to compare what Ramos did with, I'm not saying Ramos would have done, Yol would have won the League Cup in that year and then, you know, over mm. Ramos, but I do yeah. think that he does have, there's, I mean, like the stuff he's doing with, do you know the white lines? Mm-hmm. Why? So I just had that stuff in my head. But um, the white lines on the pitch, I haven't seen him do that anywhere else. I I definitely don't remember seeing those in warm-ups. I, obviously you guys you've been to a few Mourinho games, you know, when he was at, when he was Man United coach. And I don't and did, did, did you ever see those um kind of like white lines in the that he, that he did? I'm trying to think myself. Um I don't so recall. No, I don't recall at Old Trafford or even at Stamford Bridge. Yeah, and so I don't think I don't I don't remember I just I don't remember him doing doing these things, and I certainly don't remember him doing it. I think we I was late for the Chelsea match, so I I kind of missed that Chelsea. I was I was like, you know I was I was a little bit five minutes late, so I missed the warm up. But hmm. there is some I don't know. Like I said, one of the things he he definitely did go stale. Mm. And he did he was never happy at United? I think. No. Having lost Rui Farrier, who was so such an important part of his backroom team, mm. I think bringing in Sacramento, bringing in someone that has all these, what I call, uh, this is more wrestling, more wrestling reference, but he's he's brought someone in that's very very fresh, and bringing yeah. in all new ideas. Obviously, Jose, the buck stops with Jose, and Jose will decide, yes, I'll use that idea, or no, I won't use that idea. Yeah, but ultimately, he's he's basically got some very young inspired minds. I don't, I'm not saying Posh didn't. I mean, you saw that they, they went to that coaching conference in Qatar. Mm. So they, they were trying to be on the cutting edge. Mm. But I think I'm not, I'm not saying that we should get, you know, like a 21, a 19 year old, you know, 21 year old football grad or something. But <laughs> these are, these are fresh ideas. Mm. And I, yeah. There is something tactically because if you look at the, say the way the V drops, it's very easy if you're like, um, let's say that they press very quickly. They, they press much quicker than you expect. Mm. Then you actually just drop, say, Yan and Davidson Sanchez back into a three. Yeah. Because basically that 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 weird like one two, kind of the two in front, either side, mm. he's going to be three. So I definitely mm. think he is trying things. I think the first. I mean, I missed the first ten minutes of the game, the Bournemouth game. Um, unfortunately, this is the last. 10 minutes of the Bournemouth game, but as in like, you know, I saw all of it and obviously mm. Bournemouth were very good the first 10 minutes, not so great 
for the rest of it. I think that 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 long ball really took wind out of their sails, and then yeah. suddenly it just, we were just we were just it was just an onslaught. We were absolutely besieging them, and they just had no idea how to cope. Mm. Yeah, it's very true. And um, I think we just kind of realised that we're not going to play through them, so um, it's a case of going over them. And, um, yeah, and we're actually catching them out a good couple of times, scoring twice, really. Uh, I think the, um, the the first LA goal was actually our first shot on target. So it shows yeah. how much um, yeah. um, they kind of squeezed us and stopped us from playing. So by going over... It eliminates that press and um, push them on, puts them on the back foot, and obviously they was very slow at reacting. So um, it was a good idea. I mean, not that I want to denigrate this Potter in any way, but um, before we would just have tried to continue trying playing through them, uh, playing from the back, and um, in the getting caught, probably, probably would have gone a goal down by that point, um, or maybe even two. Do you think, in, in some respects, that's but Barcelona was his natural enemy when Pipe was doing his tiki-taka, the better the tiki-taka kind of thing. And mm. in a way that one of the things that Wenger kind of... Because he, he, he tried to create Barcelona himself. Mm. Yeah, he did. And he to try the London version of Barcelona. And they were yeah. on the vote. They were playing some really good football. They obviously mm. keep the players. They couldn't quite get to that next level. And but he was then very stubborn. He wanted to play that position style football. And if you look yeah. at say Claude Puel at um, obviously you know Bren Rogers has brought more more direct counter attacking mm. kind of football. Mm. Uh, I'm not saying I want us to see us play like Wimbledon, but do you feel that fact that we have that ability to play a more a more direct against a pressing team? Mixing it up, you mean? Mixing it oh. up, I could. Because I think that's one of the that's one of the things we find very difficult. Without Dembele, we haven't got a player that can resist the press. I mean, Tongi and Dembele can beat the press, turn mm. with dribbling and pass the ball forward. And I think Marcelo mm. can do the same thing. He yeah. can beat say, a low block if the teams like back up. You know, they they mm. both had the ability to beat that that press, be mm. a low block. If you've got that real like you know counter press, the high aggressive pre- pressing, mm. you need someone like a Luka Modric who had that he used to do that really weird thing where you'd get the ball he'd spin round you couldn't mm. get the ball off his balance was perfect and then he'd just do a toe poke 20-30 yards mm. yeah and true try as you might I mean I don't think or he can move the ball really quickly he has such a good understanding of where people where everyone was he mm. just keep that ball moving so quickly Wings yeah. doesn't have that ability not yet anyway he hasn't got the ability to keep the ball moving like constantly, like constant motions. Because, like, if you play, remember, mm. you know, if you look at, say, Barca, obviously it was different with Xavi and Iniesta, those two, like, twin dynamos, and they can keep that ball just moving. They can keep that ball amongst themselves and never lose the ball, kind of thing. You know? Mm. But if you look at, say, Pirlo, those kind of past masters, what they were very good at, they all just had sheer volume. They could just keep that ball constantly moving. They never held the ball too long. Mm be passing it backwards or faster they were constantly being bang but they'd, they'd, they'd offer themselves like you know give me the ball i'll move it that direction give me the ball i'll move it that direction but they mm. constantly are moving in such a way but be willing to receive the ball under pressure whereas i don't think winks has got that ability yet that's just yeah. me that's 
No, it's true. It's true. Um, yeah, I think um, yeah, pretty much hit the nail on the head. That's only the ability to mix it up is what will uh, make us a formidable side, really. Because if plan A is not working, as is trying to do the quick passing. To beat the press, you have to have players who can think on their feet, know where, they, where, where their um, teammates are, and if they are to, to pass the feet, to, to get the ball and then pass it out quickly and quickly and quickly. So that um, it stops the opposition from literally just jumping on top of them and we if you're doing that too slowly then you have to have the ability to just literally go over the press and have players that will be able to receive that ball um under pressure there's a high ball like that um obviously going to be marked out by my taller defenders so um so yeah so i guess it's fortunate we have players like who can do that ali for one as it showed and son as when he received that initial long ball from um, Adevero to cushion into Dele. So we got the players to do that. We also had the, ability, the players with the ability to, to beat the press through passing, just the case of whether they get to play or not. I mean, Don Ballet... Yeah, and Don Ballet can, because he's, he's got that dribble that basically if you get too close to him, then, mm. you can, yeah, then basically he can draw past you. But if you leave mm. too much of a space, if you leave too, give him too much space, he can find that killer pass. And I think both him and Lacelsa mm. can do that. Right yeah. now, the only place for one of them, you either have Ondombele or Lacelso, mm. and Jose, being who Jose is, is choosing mm. the more powerful option of the two, the physically more powerful option, which makes sense. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, do exactly. Think, a, do you think there's a place for Lacelso now? Because in terms of the artistry, we're not... I mean, Christian Eriksen, I mean, if you said to me, like, a year ago, a year ago, like a team like Christian Harrison couldn't break a team down. We would mm. struggle to break a team down. Mm. And although, you know, I'm not saying we're playing like Wimbledon, but to have that ability to go, just go direct and have mm. a very confident Deli Ali. I mean, Deli was just, he, he literally, I mean, he should have had an hat trick. He really should have done. Mm. But he's confident. He's just so confident. I think mm. the fact that he's, his movement is so good. He's so hard to track because he doesn't have yeah. that stick position. He's basically, he said, look, just play wherever you want. Play with that sense of freedom. Mm. That, makes him, that, that makes him very hard to mark, pick up. And, you know, if you're a marker looking for him, mm. you're very hard to see because where is he going to be? You know, he's there one minute, he's gone the next. Kane, you, you know, your eyes are always going to be on Kane. So mm. that gives area to float in between. Yep, between those lines. Okay, so I'll go give credit to Jose for recognising that. I mean, you know, I mean, I think, you know, there's something about he clearly, I mean, because I, I don't remember Lampard having that running ability, the ability to ghost in that way. He could, you know, he could always join in the attack afterwards, yeah. but playing a long ball and seeing him doing that. Yeah, well, the thing was with, with Dele, I mean, that's what he was doing beforehand um, early on at Spurs, where he used to just, like, um, if I found him in, in between the lines and just ghost into the penalty area, that sort of thing. Obviously, he had, a, he had an injury, so I'm not quite sure. We're not quite sure when when he came back from the injury. Why he was being played deeper and deeper? Because obviously, that's not his, as we've seen, it's not his natural position, and um, obviously, he's getting pelters for it as well when he's found to be scoring less and less goals per year because he's not playing in that same position. Was I don't know whether to accommodate Christian Eriksen as such um, or not, but he um, was being played deeper and. We were seeing less of the results from his, his breakthrough season. Now he's going back to how he was playing 
in that breakthrough season, as in between the lines, just off Kane, and we're seeing the old Dele Alli. Everyone's a bit surprised that if Dele Alli's back. He's always been there. He's just been played in the wrong position. A bit like when we were saying before that Sissoko has been played in the wrong position. That's where we want to see the best of him. Plus, that was making the, the bad performance was making his um, confidence go down and so he's even putting in even worse performances. Now we've seen Sissoko in his right position and we've seen the results. Same with Dele Alli. If we play him in his rightful position, if I can speak, um, we've, seen the, we've seen the results now. So um, it wasn't really rocket science. It was just, I don't know what happened. We just seem to be making things very hard on ourselves. Hard for I ourselves. Think we are playing yeah. things simple, though. So, so, so how many goals do you think Dele Alli scored this season? This season? Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously got the two and then the three, four. He's got, I want to say seven. Okay, so he scored four goals this season. How many goals do you think he scored last season? Oh, it was a single single figures, wasn't it? Or was it nine, and, nine, nine or ten? It wasn't that much? Five. Oh, there we go. <laughs> and here's yeah, the we... thing, I think, I, mean, I think this is the reason why you could tell that Jose was getting really bored being on Sky. Mm. All these pundits saying, oh, no, no, he's evolving. Yes, his goals are going down. Yes, his assist numbers are going down. He's evolving, though. He's evolving into a more complete player. <laughs> and, and you can kind of see, and I'm not, no disrespect to Sunes or Roy Keane, you know, mm. because they're going to probably looking at Jose thinking, thumbing their noses down, like, what the hell do you know about football? You've never <laughs> played a day in your life. And it's like, and he's probably thinking, you're right. Do you know what? I've never played football a day in my life. Mm. Guess what? How many championships have you won in either country? I know Graham Sooners won the Scottish League with Rangers. And I know how tough that is to win, to win with Rangers, clearly. But, uh, <laughs> and the uh, Turkish League as well. As a oh, the Turkish League as well. That is, yeah, that was... Was, was, it, was it Galatasaray or Fenerbahce? I can't remember which one it was. but planting that flag in the middle of the Fenerbahce pitch. Yeah, and um, starting a riot. But I'm yeah. just saying... <laughs> he, uh, no, I'm just saying that you could kind of tell literally how bored he was because you could just tell, like, you guys, yes, you're very good footballers. You guys mm. are. But there's mm. a reason why you are now pundits and not coaching. Mm. And it was just the amount of times I've said, oh, Deli Ali, he's now becoming a more complete player. Oh, people don't see it. And I'm thinking, well, maybe that is true. And, you know, you think, well, yeah, that makes it better. That makes it, you know, when you paint enough facts, it looks certain way, yeah. But mm. I really do think that what he's really looked at, he said, look, I mean, I don't think Dele Alli's got that five-yard pass. The way, do you know the way Ericsson can mm. literally do a slide ride, you know, literally very close to goal, he could do, like I said, that 10-yard, like, penetrated pass? I think Dele yeah. Alli's even got a good 25-yard, 30 pass or a five-yard pass, but that mm. middle range, he hasn't got that kind of passing hub. Yeah. Or moving. But mm. he is doing it. I mean, you saw, I mean, like, there was a moment for the Ericsson, the sunny goal, he sees mm. Sonny with the outside of his right foot, similar to what, what Luca would do, he yes. toe closes through and he hits it with enough weight that, that allows Sonny to beat the offside trap or yeah. you know, beat the offside trap, but also at the same time allows um, you know, Sonny to get the ball because he doesn't have to do that much running, he literally just gets down, bombs it mm. down. Um, yeah, I think I definitely think Dele Alli, his rejuvenation. He, he is interlinking more in that midfield. He's 
he is being the pass before the pass, if that makes any sense. Mm. But in a Jose style, but I think the fact that we are looking to get him into pockets, he can do the job essentially that Ericsson can't because Ericsson doesn't have that physicality to like, you know, mm. chest it down and whack it. He hasn't got that physical strength to do mm. that. He is more of an art. He's more of a, I don't know, um, uh, a, a, he's more of a, like a rapier than a samurai sword. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, and to be, to be totally fair, a rapier is really good to cut to, to, to stab through. Mm. You can stab somebody with um, a samurai sword. I don't really know some personal experience, but uh, <laughs> the samurai sword is used more for cutting as, as a cutting edge, and that's mm. why the, that's the reason why the, the blade is curved. It's used for like uh, slashes, very very powerful cutting slashes that can cut through, you know. But these, these, but they're designed to, to cut, whereas um, a rapier or something with a sharp sword, sharp point, is more, it's more for stabbing. Oh, and go. yes, I know I'm from Tottenham, so the, don't <laughs> don't be making jokes about me from Tottenham and knowing how something sharp can cut someone. I'm, I don't want any jokes about that. Okay. <laughs> I think they're right themselves. But um, no, I'm just saying there's something. He's clearly using Deli Ali in a, in a really purposeful way, and I think, you know, you know, I think some tomorrow against um, it'll be funny though because I remember I think it was this time last year that, or sometime was it just before Christmas, Jose yeah. got fired. Was it just before Christmas? And I remember being on a pod, and I remember saying to you guys, "What are the odds? What is, what are the odds I can get money on Jose being fired before the New Year's?" And I really should put a bet on that. But the funny yeah. thing is, the man that replaced him, I don't think would 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 replace would replace Jose. I mean, would would, would replace um, Ollie before Christmas or before the January window. Mm. He's, he's the kind of guy that he's already committed to to to, to Solskjaer, and I just think he's going to stay with him until yeah. he's forced to fire him in like Jan December, the summer of next year, because Solskjaer mm. looks way out of his depth. You could just tell. Yeah, they've uh, had their uh, new manager bounce, and now they're uh, kind of hovering of a uh, not sure where to go next, that sort of thing. And it's kind of, and, and and it really is like killing. Well, yeah, he's babyface, but he's like really is killing Bambi. I mean, like, I think <laughs> the reason we felt so bad about Poch it was that we felt connected to Poch. We yeah. felt a relationship with him, and we we felt connected to him and came to us. So, mm. so firing him was literally like killing Bambi. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get any idea of killing people, but um, but with Olegolosovska because he's he's a club legend, he's a club hero. Mm. It takes a lot of guts to basically you know shoot Bambi, I guess. And uh, but I think it'll be interesting because I think if Jose is a, of all clubs, Jose will be motivated to. Which reckon would Jose be motivated more to do, to win at to win at Stamford Bridge or win at Old Trafford? Um. Well. Tough one, isn't it? Because more, ultimately, yeah. was more recent was more yeah. recent. Uh, Stafford Bridge is where he, like, he helped them win the title. He, he, you know, 50 years they had him on the title, mm-hmm. and obviously, he had a lot of money and the best coach in the world at the time. Mm. Yeah, who'd have thought loads of money and, uh, and a really good coach could win the title? <laughs> mm. no, they did it all by offering back, didn't they? But I think to answer your question. He'd probably be more motivated to beat Chelsea, especially now 
the, the way that the Chelsea fans have turned on him. You see, there's a vitriol that come, that's coming out of them now because he's um, now Spurs manager. It's uh, it's kind of kind of funny to see. Uh, oh, United, wait, is it? But is, is it funnier? But is it funnier than than art than DT and I, I have no idea what Troops does, but wanting Pochettino to be Spurs manager, probably be yeah. Arsenal manager. Sorry. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's a that's a whole kettle of fish. That um, I think they're just way too eager to open for the wrong reasons, really. Um, you could just imagine that if it go if he does go there, and it goes wrong, you just imagine the abuse that's going to come as well because. He wants to manage Spurs. So um, if they really want to open that Pandora's box, it's up to them. <laughs> because he will have a lot of work to do over there. And it's not just a case of just coming in and just organising stuff. He'll have a lot of work to do over there. So um, if Bennett doesn't work out and they find themselves dropping and dropping, then he's going to have a lot of uh, pressure on him. So I don't think he needs that uh, kind of... Uh, I don't think he needs that right now, does he? So... Hopefully for his sake. Well, I know he's not going to take it, but um, you know, for his sake, it'd just be something to knock on the head, really, straight, straight off. But, I, mean, um, I was really weird there because obviously you're not going to the game because let's face it, you actually have a job like most people do, and you know, <laughs> going to Manchester midweek is never the easiest thing to do, even yeah, though you think. Yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> it was a Monday night, wasn't it? It was some bloody awkward like there was no trains or anything or something that day, or some shit like oh. that. Yes, that was over Christmas, wasn't it? It wasn't, wasn't over Christmas. It was Old Trafford, and we were beating 3 0. But I remember that was the day that we were absolutely zero trains coming back from Manchester to Tottenham or something. I don't know. I was staying overnight at the mate's place, so, um, so that was good. I didn't know she noticed. But um, no, obviously, yeah, some people lucky for some way. But um, no, I just think it's interesting because I just think, because obviously it's one of the, it's, it'll be one of the Amazon Prime games. But ironically, these are these are these are the games that there's no featured games. So you can watch any of the Amazon Prime games you want. Yeah. And here's the thing that I wanted to put press to you. Mm. Right now, in the states, you can watch any Premier League game if you have a package. You can decide I can watch any Premier League game I want to. Same in Qatar. Same Qatar. Same Qatar. But the, you know, I'm saying in, in any country that is showing mm. UK football. But yeah. here. You, because the three o'clock game, the three o'clock kickoff, is not televised. Yeah, rules. Do you feel that Amazon Prime will throw enough money and maybe put it in black and brown envelopes, mm. put it on the table, mm. that we'll see the end of that three o'clock protected kickoff game? Nope. The rules are in place for it. The rules are in place, but the rules are in place. It, you know, money can change a lot of things. Not really. Um, the rules basically states, um, I think it's, I don't know if it's just Premier League rules or, or whether it dates back to when the Football League owned the top flights, but um, the rules basically state that um, so as not to uh, diminish the um, level of crowds at um, these stadiums, that three o'clock games will not be shown in the UK. What, what are the other day, though, though, we've seen 12 o'clock games, we've seen five o'clock games. Mm-hmm. Yep. We've seen pretty much games round the clock. Mm, that's how they manage to get around the rules. To, 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 to get around the rules. Mm. Amazon being, I mean, Jeff Bezos, I think he's the second wealthiest man in the world. So he's, yeah, a, he's yeah. a lovely guy. A very, very lovely guy. I'm not a <laughs> guy that has that much money. I know he's a, <laughs> a lovely, lovely, wonderful guy. Um, but, um, 
Also does. No, saying with the sheer amount of of finance that he has, mm -hmm. his ability to be a lost leader if you wanted to. Mm -hmm. And you see that three o'clock protected time being eventually shattered because tomorrow night we're going to have tomorrow over the next three days we are going mm. to have choice that we've never had before in our lives mm. yep choice um the only way i can see that happening is if the technology exists to make these games virtual reality then it'll be up then they'll be able to, to sell it as the clubs selling the games on as it were and you'll be able to act like, as if you're there almost in a way I think that'll still kind of protect the um, the whole uh, fans being at the stadium because obviously the virtual reality kit will be that so much expensive that um, to start off with that nobody will be able to afford. Not many people will be able to afford it. So um, that's one way I think they'll uh, smash the uh, that rule and allow three o'clock games to be televised in this country. But that's, I know that's futuristic stuff almost by the sounds of it. But the technology is kind of there. It's just a case of um, implementing it i mean well, I, I'll, 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 I'll be totally honest shown on tv yeah. the games tomorrow have very little interest for me but you've got like i don't think i don't i think liverpool versus Everton. i think that's on that's on amazon prime as well isn't it the mercer derby I, I don't know if that's an amazon prime or on sky oh i have no idea but um i think it would be quite interesting to see what happens though i think if, yeah, you, do, if you do have a situation where you can, you can have um, uh, what you call it? Um, the ability not to, um, yeah, what you call it? Be able to say that I'm gonna watch it again. One because like right now, clearly no one in the UK is watching the match on a legal feed. No one's doing that at all. Yeah. No, I don't know anybody who does, and I don't think I know anyone will. That does. So <laughs> therefore, you know, I'm just saying that basically. We've seen how technology can circumvent legislation. That's the reason why we have the Apple iTunes store was, mm -hmm. was because MP3s were basically killing the record industry at the time. Yeah. yeah? yeah. And so that's what I'm trying to say is that ultimately technology can be an end around kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. It's interesting. I just... I definitely do think that there will be. Um, I don't know. I think this Amazon Prime thing could be interesting because I don't know what's going to happen long term. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I personally wouldn't pay for it. I mean, I'll, I'll, get, I'll, I'll take the trial offer, mm. but I personally wouldn't get Amazon Prime because I just don't have time to watch it. Yeah. That's the reason. And that's the reason why I don't watch it. It's just because like, I don't have time to watch it. Hmm. But yeah, so, I guess, yeah, I guess in your case, then you'll probably um, embrace the uh, idea by uh, what's the name of that uh, former Crystal Palace chairman? I remember his name now, who suggested that uh, maybe in the future you just literally pay for the games that you want to watch. Which I'm, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I think the the thing is that the, the whole collective bargaining thing is what keeps the Premier League strong. You know, exactly. It does protect the weaker members of that pack, but mm. ultimately, we've seen collective bargaining being used by um, in like in negotiations by like TV show cast members, yeah. where they actively negotiate all the, all the cast members will negotiate together, and mm. even though they're different amounts, 
they'll say you must pay us this is the amount we want we are not yeah. budging position and don't think you can divide and conquer us mm. we've seen already club the bigger clubs you know sign and say wait a minute the reason why the overseas clubs are are, are watching our games is because of us they ain't watching because yeah. of you they're watching because of us and our history you know yeah they did look to change it so what yeah. i'm saying is you know premier league chairmen are greedy enough to think oh maybe if i can do it i think they could then you know as i'm saying this amazon prime i don't know i don't want to criticize amazon prime because it's a wonderful wonderful thing it's a beautiful <laughs> thing <laughs> beautiful thing but uh, I don't know. I just think could Amazon Prime and the and, and just the sheer range it offers be mm. the fact that we might end up basically deciding, do you know what? I'm not going to bother watch. I'll watch this game and I'll watch that game. I won't watch, bother be watching these games. So mm. I don't know. It'd be interesting because of, because of the dynamic they offer. Because obviously that they, they you know they come through by the internet. Like you know that's how I watch my BT Sport. Come through mm. by the internet in my box. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, it's, you know, it'd be interesting to see how, if, if it is a game changer. I mean, I'm interested what the viewing figures are as well, because mm-hmm. you know, I, I, can, I can imagine a lot of people getting Amazon Prime just mm-hmm. for these, just for this month, kind of yeah. thing, just to see how it trials out. And plus, obviously, with Christmas, and I think with Amazon Prime, you get um, free delivery of stuff anyway. Give Amazon. Yeah. I definitely do think it could be interesting to see how, how that works out. Hmm. Yeah, that's very true. I'd be intrigued as well just to, uh, just to see who will be commentating on those games, you know? And um, just I to see what, what that technology is. Well, apparently. Who? I, 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 saw, I saw Gabby Yorath. Gary, Gabby Logan, sorry. Mm. And, uh, <laughs> it's um, and I saw um, a picture of Peter Crouch and um, Thierry Henry as well. So. Oh, really? Well, I thought, I thought Henry was uh, back in management now, but. Well, yeah, I don't. Maybe then. Maybe the MLS doesn't start now. Oh, oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, it'll be over now. Oh, okay, that's that's fair enough. Yeah, I'll be intrigued to see how it all unfolds, and that should be uh, that should be uh, a welcome addition to the uh, broadcasting community, as it were. Seeing what they offer. Yeah, I think it will be interesting to see what happens. Mm. But anyway, I think we've gone on a little bit too long. But, <laughs> And we haven't even talked about Man United, you know. I think, I don't know whether that's disrespectful to Man United. I mean, I did watch their game against Aston Villa. And mm. I'm not no disrespect to, um, obviously, it's a different set of ball skills that, say, Deli Alley has and, say, Jack Grealish has. But they really struggled with a really good number 10, showing good yeah. movement. And while I do think Martial, especially, will probably try harder in this ma- against, against, Marie, against Tottenham than he's ever tried yeah. before in his entire life. Any match, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens next. But I do, I think the fact that he knows all these players, he knows that their weaknesses apart from, say, Harry Maguire. And I think I'm sure another Harry will be saying, Well, look, Gaffer, I play against this guy quite a lot in, in training, kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, I don't know how to beat him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so it'll be, it'll, be, it'll be interesting. I think obviously Harry Maguire will obviously know. Harry Kane, and he will, he'll go to Oli will probably, Oli, if Oli Gonsolska has any brains at all, he will, yeah. he will pick, Harry, he'll pick, you know, Maguire's brain, he will say, look, Marcus, you know, you play with him at England level, what does Harry Kane like to do? 
What does Deli yeah. Ali like to do? And so it'll be interesting because you've got players that know each other quite well. Yeah. But you have, I think the one advantage that we have is that our manager knows their players very well as well. Yeah, and I know James has come in, Wamba has come in, but they're, you know, they're good players, but they're not, you know. So I mean, it'll be interesting. So yeah, but I'm going to go. So if you had a lineup, who would you pick in your lineup? Would you play the exact same lineup? That we had against um, Bournemouth, make any slight changes? Um, that's a difficult one. Now, I mean, um, I don't know whether. Let's see, James, David, what's his name? David James. It's not David James, is it? The, the young, the young kid. Uh, Reese James, no, um, um, something James, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, we recently played for Chelsea. Um, yeah, that wing, that, that's a winger. He's on the right hand side, isn't he? Or is he left hand? Can't quite picture him. Plays on the left hand side and he cuts in on his right foot. He'll be um okay, so he'll be all over Aurier's side then, wouldn't he? Um that could be an issue. So I suppose yeah, probably a, a similar kind of because then Sissoko will be tracking him back and upper, I imagine Sissoko will match up the pace. He's got a fast player himself. And um will just be like a big brick brick wall in front of him. So I would imagine a similar kind of lineup. Um, I guess it'll have to be really, wouldn't it? Because our left backs are all injured. So yes, I'll go with um, yes. I'll, I'll have Aurier. Yeah, yeah. Why not stick with Aurier and then uh, Sanchez, Adeverald, Vertonghen in the middle. Now, do I go with Winks or not? Oh, I suppose I could stick with. I'll stick with Dyer because Dyer's obviously going to stay because uh, Wanyama's probably out of the picture now. Uh, so die there, and then in Don And would I bring back? Let's see. Oh, that's Sunny there, of course, because he's been playing fantastically. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, I, I, I should just keep the same team. Yeah. I I must admit I'm tempted to keep the same team. I don't know whether Dyer would. I wouldn't personally start Eric Dyer, just because. I don't think I, I don't trust his passing enough. I think he'll give the ball away and with brick the, brick with the, like right. the speed of Rashford and Martial, you don't want to give up quick turnovers. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but I uh, think that would be, be, yeah, be, yeah, be my only change. I think I would have Winks in there just not because I mean like, I don't know. Do they even have any bruises in the midfield? I don't think they do. Do they? Matic. Is he still playing? I don't, I don't think he's. I don't think he's playing. Oh, in which case, one of them is struggling in the midfield. Okay. So I, yeah. I actually would say wings. I, I, I just think because that that will we'll, we'll reserve. It's, you know what? I'm gonna put this. I'll let, I'll let you do the post because I'm too lazy at doing myself. Um, <laughs> do you think when would you prefer a passer who can put his foot in a little bit and intercept? Or would you prefer a bruiser who can kind of pass, but not brilliantly? I would prefer a bruiser, someone who could beat up their midfield and have them shit in their pants every time he comes forward. But I, I think I think we should we should let this debate we should leave this debate to the Tottenham Hospital Serve Supplement guys. Who knows? Maybe <laughs> maybe Mike Hamilton will actually listen to this um, put this on Spotify and put it put it on there. <laughs> we shall have a look. We shall have a look. Well, anyway, Gaffer, I have to unfortunately turn in because 
I'll, I'll, I'll turn into a pumpkin if I don't go to bed before a certain time. You forgot something? No, I'll turn into a pumpkin if I don't if I don't get to bed <laughs> by a certain time. No, no, I mean you forgot something. Um, we're watching it on our live uh, channel and also in the group as well. Um, the FA Cup was drawn. Uh, third round draws made today, and we have got Middlesbrough away. Oh, that's that. That'll be fun. that'll be a fun track for you, won't it? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I think last time I, w- I went to, uh, well, I was supposed to go to Middlesbrough, ended up uh, missing my alarm and I missed my early flight. So, uh, yeah, that was. Yeah, yeah, most other people, but they they just take the train. Clearly, <laughs> you, know, you, you fly. Do you know what I mean, oh, I, I always fly, darling. It's the only way to travel. But uh, yeah, that taught me a lesson. Have two alarms. But uh, yeah, I'll be up for that one. That'll be January sometime. And um, after after New Year's, of course. So, yeah, looking forward to that one. Get our uh, run to, to Wembley underway. Well, hopefully, like I said, right now, I'm not even looking be, beyond January. Right now, it's just all about Old Trafford on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, LGBT, but, yep, yeah, Amazon Prime. It is. We're going to give that yeah. a shot and let's see how that goes. <laughs> yeah, fully expecting the three points. So come on, you boys, let's do it. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. You all take care now.